0: Welcome in to Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys so much for joining us, which you can do every Sunday morning starting at 9 a.m. We'll try to get your lineup questions answered throughout the show. Text line 69306. Be joined by our good friend Brian Johnson of Fanball.com coming up in about 15 minutes. And at 10 a.m. today, Arrowhead Pride Tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Is back. Pete Sweeney, Mike Wicket will take you right up to kickoff of Chiefs and Broncos. I will be headed out to Arrowhead immediately following the show to go cover the game. Very excited about this one. Big divisional matchup against the Broncos. I expect Phillip Lindsay to have a pretty good game today against the Kansas City Chiefs. But let's go ahead and get into these matchups. we got a lot to get to. So, Hopefully you didn't do what a lot of people did last week and not get up this morning to check your lineup. As a lot of you probably got burned by Melvin Gordon, the guy that, I was, uh, that I'm was that i playing this week in one of my leagues actually played Melvin Gordon last week because he didn't set his alarm to get up and make sure that Melvin Gordon was going to play. So hopefully you did that for the Phillies and the Jagsers. They are the early kickoff this morning from London as well. And Jacksonville is in bad shape right now. Uh, apparently they had four players who were arrested uh, at a at a nightclub in London because they refused to pay a tab. It's Barry Church and a couple other defensive players. So I'm a little worried about Jacksonville right now. Like, like moving forward in general, there's obvious reason to hate their offense. And, and I don't like their offense. I don't like the matchup against this Eagles team whatsoever, especially in the running game, because now they've got Carlos Hyde in the mix with TJ Yeldon, and so it sounds like Carlos Hyde is going to get a lot of the early down rushing work while T.J. Yeldon's going to be the passing down back. So now you went from having, at least with Fournette out, you had T.J. Yeldon was basically the only guy getting any work in that backfield because he was the only guy they had, to now having a legitimate timeshare and then, oh, they've got a bye next week in London Fournette's potentially coming back after their bye week. So there's just not a lot to like about the Jacksonville Jaguars on offense. I don't like any of their wide receivers right now either. Is it, it, it seemed like D.D. Westbrook was starting to separate himself a little bit because Keelan Cole is is really, really inconsistent. He drops a lot of passes. His targets are going down. Dante Moncrief's targets are going up a little bit, but there's nobody on this Jaguars offense that I have any faith in right now as they are currently leading the Eagles 3-0 in the first quarter of this game. Carson Wentz just threw a pick in the end zone to Jalen Ramsey. But as far as the Eagles go, you know, I, I think that hopefully you played Nelson Aguilar today because I think that he's got a nice matchup. I know he's been quiet this season, but I think if you're going to start anyone, like I think Sean Jeffrey and Carson Wentz are guys you can start every week. I know my guy Dusty Likens, I told him to put in Russell Wilson over Carson Wentz this week. Hopefully that works out for Dusty because I just don't have a lot of faith in Carson Wentz this week. He's already turned the football over twice in this game early on. the Jets at the Bears this should actually be a a pretty fun game Um, Mitch Trubisky should probably be in your lineup as he's got three straight monster outings and it seems like this offense is finally starting to click although it doesn't look like Allen Robinson is going to play today he was a game time decision he didn't practice all week I believe he got a practice in Friday but it sounds like they're going to hold him out as he's dealing with a groin injury it sounds like they're just trying to get him some rest this week so it sounds like Allen Robinson's not going to play so that makes me like Tariq Cohen even more this week. And, and, you know, it's if you drafted Jordan Howard, you're probably pretty frustrated because he is losing snaps each and every week because he just hasn't been that effective in the running game. And Tariq Cohen is just too dangerous in the passing game for them to justify putting Jordan Howard in in the passing game, even though they told us all preseason he was going to be a bigger part of that this year under Matt Nagy. But he's not. And Jordan Jordan Howard is a guy that should probably be benched in a lot of your lineups because he's just, he's at this point, the yards aren't there, the carries aren't there, and so he's basically just a goal line running back that you're banking on him trying to get a goal line touchdown or something like that to salvage your fantasy day, and those are guys that I tend to stay away from if I have a choice, so I don't really love Jordan Howard, but a guy that I do love is Taylor Gabriel, who has continued to be one of Mitch Trubisky's favorite targets, and right now, with... No, Allen Robinson, it seems like Taylor Gabriel is going to be the top target for Mitch Trubisky today. Trey Burton's also got a decent matchup, and we know how bad the tight end position is, so you probably got to start Trey Burton. And I think Sam Darnold is is a sneaky play this week on a heavy bye week as we get the Chargers, Cowboys, Falcons, and Titans all on bye. Although they are without Quincy Inunua, likely without Robbie Anderson. So... Take it for what it's worth. I mean, you 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 probably have a better option than Sam Darnold, so I'm not saying to go out and pick up Sam Darnold, but if you're absolutely desperate in a really deep league, I don't think Sam Darnold is a terrible play this week, as the Bears might also be without Khalil Mack, who is a game-time decision. And the Bears' defense, while it is really talented, they're still forcing a lot of turnovers. They're starting to give up a lot of yards and a lot of points. So this Bears' defense, you can score on them a little bit. You can put up points on them a little bit. So I do actually kind of like the matchup for Sam Darnold. As far as other pass catchers go, I mean, I I just told you the top two guys are probably hurt, so that leaves the door open for Jermaine Kearse, but he's wildly inconsistent. So I'm not starting him with any kind of faith. But actually, their tight end Herndon has actually put together a couple nice games recently. He seems to be picking up some chemistry with Sam Darnold. So I know a lot of you guys are desperate out there for tight ends, so he might be somebody that you actually take a look at. And Isaiah Crowell should be in for a lot of work today. He's a little banged up, but Bilal Powell went on injured reserve. A potentially career-ending injury for Bilal Pal, something that we hate to see. But another guy that uh, I think you should go pick up right now—he's on IR. Elijah McGuire. I picked him up in a couple of deep leagues this week because he is expected back from IR next week. And when he's when he played last season, he was pretty effective as a as a change of pace running back. So he's going to be a factor in that backfield moving forward after this game once he gets brought back from IR. <laughs> I'm gonna go get loaded. My loaded matchup of the week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Great matchup for Jameis Winston here. I've already told you he should be in your lineup pretty much every week, as that offense is just good. And their defense can't stop anybody. So you know Jameis Winston's just gonna throw it 35, 40 times a game because they don't have much else. Like they don't have much option. They can't they can't run the football, they can't stop anybody on defense. They're constantly playing at a deficit. So they have to throw the football, and Cincinnati is getting absolutely carved up by wide receivers this season, so Mike Evans is an obvious start. Chris Godwin has been really under the radar. This guy who gets into the end zone, puts up points, doesn't get a lot of targets, but he seems to make the most of them, so Chris Godwin is a guy that I like. And Deshaun Jackson apparently is demanding a trade, so I don't know how I feel about Deshaun Jackson moving forward. He's not very happy with the snap count. He's not really necessarily a starting wide receiver. He's just a guy that they kind of mix in and try to get him some looks and try to utilize his big play ability. But he's sharing snaps. I mean, Adam Humphreys is still a factor in this passing game. And I think O.J. Howard at this point should be in your lineup every week because O.J. Howard is one of the fastest rising tight ends in the NFL. As far as the Cincinnati Bengals go, obviously you're playing A.J. Green. But I think Tyler Boyd is one of my favorite plays of the week as Tampa Bay is one of the absolute worst teams in the NFL against slot wide receivers and Tyler Boyd has been a fantastic player this year he's been one of the surprises of the season so far he's been wildly consistent and he's getting a ton of work so I really really love Tyler Boyd today as far as Joe Mixon goes he is a clear-cut bell cow running back who should be in your lineup each and every week even after a disappointing showing against the Kansas City Chiefs last week I mean it was it was a disappointing showing for the entire Cincinnati offense but Joe Mixon should be in your lineup Every week without question. And CJ Uzoma should have been a guy you probably already picked up because we know how shallow that position is. But the Bucs are bottom three against tight end. So he's got a nice matchup today. He should be a guy that you try to get into your lineup if you can. (laughs) Denver at Kansas City go ahead and run this thing up case Keenum shouldn't really be in your lineup but I guess if you're desperate I'd be just because I know Andy Dalton didn't have a good game last week but we expect quarterbacks to be able to put up points against the Chiefs something that's kind of under the radar though is that they've been pretty good against opposing wide receivers lately so that doesn't make me love Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas today but I do believe Philip Lindsay's is going to be a top five play this week Chiefs can't defend against the run. They can't stop running backs from catching passes out of the backfield. And there's no Royce Freeman. So I think Phillip Lindsey is due for a very big game today. I like him a lot. Jeff Heuerman is a play this week. His best game of the season actually came against the Chiefs earlier on in the year. And the Chiefs are just absolutely brutal against tight ends. When I say they've been solid against wide receivers, they've actually been pretty good against the position. It's just in the passing game, they get carved up by running backs out of the backfield. And tight ends. So Jeff Ewerman is a guy you can actually take a flyer on today. And then it pretty much goes without saying that you're just going to play all your Chiefs every week. I mean Tyreek should be in your lineup despite a tough matchup against Chris Harris. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's going to be in your lineup. Obviously, Kareem Hunt and Patrick Mahomes are going to be in your lineup. But you might have a question about Sammy Watkins. But Sammy Watkins is going to see a lot of the ancient Adam Pac-Man Jones today. And so I think this is actually potentially a good game for Sammy. I'm getting a lot of questions about Sammy Watkins lately because I think he is a guy that you can trade for. I think he is a a value trade at this point because he's getting such a small percentage of the target share in the Chiefs offense, and he's been kind of inconsistent, hasn't been getting a ton of targets. So I think he's a guy that down the back half of the season has a lot of value just because of his role in this high-scoring offense. He also has a brutal Fantasy playoff matchup down the stretch. So, I can, if I can get Sammy Watkins at the value, I am definitely looking to try to make that happen. Uh. I hate this next matchup. I absolutely hate it. The Washington R's at the New York Giants, Adrian Peterson. I don't know how Adrian Peterson is still marching out there every week, but. I mean, as long as he is, as long as he's being productive, hey, I'm I, I'm fine admitting that I was wrong on Adrian Peterson. I didn't think Adrian had it in him anymore, but he's proving everybody wrong. He's been wildly consistent. It sounds like Chris Thompson is going to be back today for Washington. He's been really banged up, but when he was playing, he was a very big factor in that offense, and Alex Smith loved him. So I actually, so I I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I need to see it from Chris Thompson because he's been so injured. But he should absolutely be a guy that you keep an eye on moving forward because he was very effective early on this season when he was healthy, despite Adrian Peterson getting basically all of the runs. Giants moved Eli Apple this week, so we'll see. They also moved uh, Snacks Harrison, one of the uh, better run-stopping defensive linemen in the NFL. So we'll kind of see with this Giants defense because the Giants even have actually been pretty good despite the fact that they're not a very good football team. Their, their defense had been pretty solid, so we'll kind of see what they look like moving forward. They've been very good against a tight end position. Washington's still very injured at wide receiver as well. It sounds like Paul Richardson's going to play, but Jameson is going to miss this one again. I don't really like anyone on the offensive side of the ball outside of those running backs for the Washington R's this week, including Alex Smith. And Jordan Reed has just been a massive disappointment this season. It just seems like him and Alex Smith can't get on the same page. Jordan Reed's averaging 40 yards a game, and he's only got one touchdown on the year. But you probably can't bench him because you probably don't have anybody else who's any better. As far as the Giants go, you're starting Odell Beckham. You're starting Saquon Barkley, although the Washington defense has been very, very good against running backs. So this is a very tough matchup for Saquon Barkley. Over the past few weeks, they've shut down Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram. I, I, they let Mark Ingram get in the end zone a couple of times, but as far as his yardage goes, it, it was nowhere near what he's capable of doing. This run defense is actually very good. So obviously you're playing Barkley in season-long league, but I'm staying away from him and daily because I just feel like you can't risk it with him this week against a very, very tough run unit. But as far as the passing game goes, you can beat them, you and you can absolutely beat them. This defense deep, so I like Sterling Shepard a lot today. Obviously, you're getting Odell in your lineup as he's really starting to come on as Eli Manning's starting to be slightly more productive. So I'm playing a lot of Giants players today, and I'm probably staying away from a lot of Washington players. And I also don't love Evan Ingram because they've been very good against the position. But we got to hit a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll chat with our good friend Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta About 40 minutes away from the Arrowhead Pride tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. My guys, Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett, will be taking you right up to kickoff of the Chiefs and the Broncos at Arrowhead Stadium, where I will be headed immediately following the show. But right now, we are joined by our good friend Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at BTXJ. How we doing this morning, Brian?
1: Pretty good, Stephen. How are you doing?
0: Oh, I am wonderful. So, Brian, I, I need your help settling this debate that we've basically been having for the last three days here at 610 about who the best wide receiver in the NFL is because me and Dusty Likens tend to believe that it is DeAndre Hopkins, but we've got people here at 610 saying it's Tyree Kill or that it's still Antonio Brown. But I, I don't see how you can deny it's DeAndre Hopkins after watching him make that ridiculous catch this past weekend. I think he's the best playmaker in the NFL right now.
1: You know, it's funny. I thought you were going to have Adam Thielen included in this question because that's what people up in Minnesota well, are debating right now. Whether, but uh, and I'm not a Vikings fan, so I'm not even but I think it's a three way uh, three way discussion really. But man, do we really have to say who the best receiver is? By the way. That Hopkins catch was absolutely insane. But it's not better than Beckham's catch. I will die on that hill. Yeah. Beckham, three fingers, pass interference, feet inbounds, fully extended overhead. Oh yeah, he scored a touchdown too. Let's not forget that part. Hopkins, one B without a doubt, but man, but when it comes to the complete package and if you're factoring age right now, or you know, we're talking fantasy football, dynamics football, it is Hopkins right now. Hopkins is number one. Uh, Browns a little older, uh, not as get gifted. Indy's better outrunner, but yeah, there's this insane talent out there. But you know, be careful. You talk to true Vikings fans. Uh, if you're not including Thielen in that conversation, they'll get a little. <laughs> <they'll> get offended, <laughs> but amazing talent at the position right now. Good uh, times.
0: Yeah, and no disrespect to Adam Thielen. I think Adam Thielen is in the conversation. He's he's a top three to five guy. But that was he was the guy that everybody was kind of writing off. That was. I felt like people were disrespecting Adam Thielen, so no disrespect from me, Vikings fans. I believe Adam Thielen is a what's very what's special player.
1: Debate? What's what's the debate rage on? That means we have to watch more football. Let's yes. not have
0: too absolutely, to right now. Let's absolutely. Let's play it out. So, I want to start, Brian, with Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers take on the Los Angeles Rams today, and apparently, this is the biggest spread and Aaron Rodgers has ever had in his career, but he does get Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb back today, we are assuming. And I love I love Aaron today, uh, but moving forward and looking at the health of his position, we know Devontae Adams is wide receiver one, but I'm curious how you value Allison and Cobb moving f- forward and how their return could potentially affect Jimmy Graham. I don't think
1: they're uh they affect Jimmy Graham too much at all. Uh, Graham's really more, you know, inside the twenties, but uh that's really Devontae Adams joining really more so than Graham. Um, I don't know. Cobb I'm kinda of, I am kind i do not really like to acknowledge Cobb's existence anymore. I don't know he might play today. He has a worse matchup today. Speaking specifically today today's game with Nicole Roby Coleman, uh, the one competent corner for the Rams right now, but Allison seems like a nice player, but uh, I don't know. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and you, you cleaning ground. Brown. Those are very talented wide receivers right behind him. I'm not uber excited about anyone other than Devontae Adams on that team, to be honest. He is just clear cut, head and shoulders above the rest. Grand is certainly a viable tight end in this barren landscape, but he doesn't do much uh, between the 20s. He's more of a red zone, so that, again, where Devontae Adams thrives. And, I don't know, to me, the other Packers receivers are just other guys. I don't think Rodgers is going to lean on Cobb or Allison enough to make them viable wide receiver twos every week. I think they're more uh, flex plays and plus matchups. Maybe neutral matchups have been bad matchups. I've probably mm-hmm. been elsewhere uh, over a healthy Allison and or Cobb.
0: So we just uh, – this report just came out from uh... – ESPN's Adam Schefter, that Derek Carr has been assured by the Raiders that he is their starting quarterback for now and the foreseeable future. I didn't know there was genuine question about that, as they had said that they weren't really interested in trading him, but they did trade Amari Cooper to yeah, the well, Cowboys this week. What's that?
1: Yeah, life well, comes at you fast if you're Derek Carr. <laughs> was, uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, but uh, then he was uh, on his knees crying during the games for the week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> MVP, every, MVP
0: candidate to sobbing on the field and having to address that to his teammates and them losing respect for him. It's not good right now in Oakland. They don't, you know, they lost Marshawn Lynch to IR. They traded Amari Cooper. Uh, how can we just value the guys that are still there in Oakland moving forward the rest of the year? Because I don't think I want any, any part of it.
1: I value Jared Cook, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Doug Martin empty touches. Sure, they'll get 13-14. Awful offensive line. Uh, they create at least space running backs. They're dead last and a yard foot carry before the first potential tackle points. I know. Uh, Jalen Richard is a, you know, a, 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 a grimy fill-in in PPR leagues at this point. But uh, yeah, Jordy Nelson, I don't think his role changes a whole lot. I don't think he can't step up and be a uh, majority of all. He, he's you know, he's been scoring a few touchdowns here and there, but uh, I don't think they lean on him more. Martavius Bryant, of course, will have a, a bigger role, but that's yet uh, to be seen if we can trust him there. I just think Cook's role growing more. I like him like him a whole lot already. I like him a whole lot more, and I think with guys like Richard, he's getting more value, but Jordy gets a little bump, but he's really just, at best, a flex level play to me. So yeah. he's, not, he's not a wide receiver, too, even without Cooper and John.
0: The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Philadelphia Eagles are tied 3-3 to right now in London. Looking at Jacksonville moving forward, Brian, you know, they traded for Carlos Hyde, which was kind of a-, a bummer for TJ Yeldon, owners at least, who were banking on him getting a bulk of work as Leonard Fournette tries to get healthy. But moving forward, this Jags offense is absolutely brutal at virtually every position. Is there anybody... On this team that's got enough value to where they could be a weekly starter, or is everyone on this offensive unit basically just a bi week filler right now?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Dude, uh, I don't know. I'm not watching this. <laughs> I think I'm doing some work for Bamba. Probably should be the one guy has that has value The receivers are a mild mess. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, that's way out from what it's out with right now. Hyde is not uh distancing himself from CJ Elvin, but I expect him to and we didn't hit one that comes back. I'm not convinced one that comes back anyway, yeah. a hundred percent. Well that happens then Hyde gets kicked at the curve. But you basically summed it up to
0: pretty well. Yeah. We're struggling to hear you a little bit, Brian, see if we can't get that figured out on our end. Uh but uh one more quick one and then we'll and then we'll uh get you out of here. The Cincinnati offense was obviously a huge disappointment last week. Uh we we thought they had a really nice matchup against the Chiefs, and they did not do much today, but obviously they've got a nice one here against Tampa Bay. I mean, who is there uh you know, obviously we're playing AJ Green in this one. Obviously you're playing Joe Mixon, but is there anybody in this game on either side of the ball that you like a little bit more as a value play in like your daily lineups?
1: Yeah, those uh, those guys, obviously, great play. Can you hear me better now? Yes, yes. All right, cool. Sorry. Uh, one guy that stands out most is C.J. Uzoma. Uh, the, you know, the same tight end in Tampa Bay, just so easy to score against if you're a tight end. They love the third-most catches, the second-most touchdowns. Uh, Uzoma's been very consistent since Leifert's gone down, so he's coming in at 4,800 on fanball. Might be a little chalky, but he has a uh, like, wide receiver, two upside in this matchup, and... Uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, he has widest thrown on outside uh, as well. Uh, the slot receivers have just been killing Tampa Bay this year. Juju, Taylor, Gabriel, Jarvis Landry, even Nelson Aguilar had a huge day against the Bucks. So, love Boyd here. And uh, over on the Tampa side, I just I can say, is don't trust many running backs. But I do like Chris Godwin, uh, has scored in four of six games. Despite having his bye already, he's tied to the lead in touchdowns. From inside the 10 yard line with Michael Thomas, and believe it or not, T.Y. Hilton and James White are also tied <laughs> in that uh, category. And Cynthia uh, is ranked um, 27th against number two wide receivers by football outsiders, and Godwin is the number two to me over Deshaun Jobs at this point. And uh, Charch, Paul Charchie said so he liked Adam Humphreys, so I don't know how fully on board I am with uh, that, but he is only like 3K on fanball. so if you need a free square, uh, Adam. No. I'll throw Trent Taylor out there just real quick from San Francisco. Just remember that name today,
0: Trent Taylor. <laughs> okay, we will Trent look. Trent Taylor. In. We will look into him. You guys got not anything for the Niners? <laughs> you guys got anything special going on at Fanball.com today?
1: Uh, just uh, we got the taking the charge running again, but uh, really I'm looking at the lobby now. There's some, uh, some good overlay, which means uh, you know these contests might not fill all the way, which is prove winning, and then uh, you know we have auctions, these new live auctions, which are a ton of fun right in our lobby. There's an auction tab, and we have uh, live drafts, too. So, you know, check, head, check, check them all out. Go over to Fanball.com, salary cap, auction, draft, bing, bang, boom. We appreciate it.
0: Follow him on Twitter, at BTXJ. He's Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Thank you very much, Brian. We'll see you next week.
1: Thank you, Stephen. Go Chiefs.
0: Coming up next, we will get back into some more matchups. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. The Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baker has to go off sooner or later, right? Like, like Baker Mayfield, we agree. I, I feel like it's pretty consistent across the board that, you know, he, he looks like a rookie quarterback on a team that's just not quite ready to compete yet. They're getting closer. They're, they're, they're very, very young. They're very talented. But they're still a year or two away right now. And Baker just doesn't have a lot of help on the offensive side of the ball. Their offensive line isn't particularly great. And outside of Jarvis Landry and David Njoku, he doesn't really have another wide receiver that he can count on. Antonio Callaway was getting a ton of targets to start off the Baker Mayfield here in Cleveland. But his targets have started to drop because he's just not doing anything with them. He's dropping targets. He doesn't seem to be building a chemistry with Baker Mayfield. So Antonio Callaway is a guy that you can probably drop in a lot of leagues if he's still on your roster. I still have him on a couple of roster, but it's because those just happen to be particularly deep leagues. So guys like him who will get targets and who will get who will run the routes and get the reps every week, they still have some type of value. But outside of that, I don't think Antonio Callaway needs to be on your roster right now. Obviously Nick Chubb is going to be on your roster and Nick Chubb should probably be in your starting lineup moving forward as I think he is a running back to moving forward the rest of the season. For some reason Hugh Jackson continues to lie to fans and the media about getting Duke Johnson involved. I mean we know Duke Johnson's a very good pass catching running back and he you would think that he would have value in that offense. But we expected that with them trading Carlos Hyde that he would have a much bigger role, and it just hasn't shown quite yet. So, I I mean, Nick Chubb is obviously the running back that you want to own here. Although this is a very tough matchup against the Steelers defense that isn't particularly good, but they have actually been very good against running backs. Now, part of that is because they're generally in shootouts because their pass defense is so terrible that they get... They get a lot of points put on them through the air, so teams have to abandon the run. So I do like Nick Chubb because I do think he's going to continue to get all of the early down work as their early, and their and as their goal line running back. So Nick Chubb's got a lot of value for me moving forward. But this should be a very big Jarvis Landry day as well as a big day for my guy David and Joku. Steelers are absolutely terrible against tight ends and have not been very good against slot wide receivers. So I like Baker Mayfield in this one. I'm hoping Baker Mayfield can finally figure it out and put together that strong game that we are all looking for. But he's certainly not somebody I'm willing to put into a lineup just yet outside of like a two quarterback format. As far as the Steelers go, you're obviously playing James Conner. You're obviously playing Antonio Brown. Conner should be in for a good game. And it's probably time for me to admit that he is a very good player. I was down on him. A lot early in the season, kind of being annoyed that people were just saying he was just as good of a player as Le'Veon Bell. I still think Le'Veon Bell overall is the is the more talented player, but Connor's very young. He's very effective and he's been very good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, if Le'Veon Bell ever actually does come back this season, I don't know that he's going to be the starting running back over James Conner because I think that that organization, it's just kind of annoyed with him. And, I mean, we're interested to see what happens. Trade deadline comes up on Tuesday, so maybe they will try to move Le'Veon Bell. We'll figure that out. I I, I personally, I hope they do because I think Le'Veon Bell's too special of a player to just sit on a bench for the rest of the season. But James Conner might just be the starting running back there moving forward. Obviously, you're getting Juju Smith-Schuster in your lineup, as he has been an absolute stud, and they're coming off of a bye, so everybody on that offense is well-rested right now, and you still start Big Ben at home. I I mean, that trend's still pretty true. It hasn't been as consistent as it has been in the past couple of years, where you don't start him on the road, and you always start him at home because he goes off at home. But it's still there. The trend is still there. It's just not as prominent as it has been in years past. And Vance McDonald has a pretty nice matchup as Cleveland is bottom eight against the tight end position. <laughs> Ravens at the Panthers. Joe Flacco's been pretty good this year. Been underrated. I mean, I, Flacco's always going to be the type of guy that has some stinkers here and there. But this is the best offensive unit Joe Flacco's had in a really long time. Panthers defense gives up two TD passes a game. They have a bad secondary, and I love John Brown in this one. John Brown's averaging 20 yards a catch this season, and the Panthers give up big plays. You can beat this Panthers secondary deep, so I really like Flacco, the Flacco-John Brown connection today. And Michael Crabtree's actually leading this team in targets, but I don't necessarily love him. Uh, it's I think the way you beat this team is deep, and that's just not... Michael Crabtree's game, really. Alex Collins is startable today against the Panthers, who are giving up yards, but not really letting guys score on them. Their run defense is decent, and Alex Collins has just been a disappointment, but I think that you can run on this Panthers defense. Like I don't think they are a lockdown run unit. So I think Alex Collins is a guy that you can put in your lineups today. And obviously Buck Allen is a guy who's going to continue to vulture touchdowns. And that's just that's just his role in the offense. Although I don't really like him very much today. Last week when I said I would consider benching Drew Brees, I would also consider benching Cam Newton this week. That's just how good the Ravens defense is. They are absolutely fantastic. They're top three in almost every statistical category. They also don't let quarterbacks run on them period like they're just they're just that good they're they're one of the best teams in the nfl at spying a quarterback out of the backfield spying the running backs out of the backfield that's why they are so good in every aspect of defense right now because you know like the chiefs continue to get burned by running backs out of the backfield by guys who can catch the pass and the ravens are great at all of it the ravens are great at stopping the run they're great at stopping the pass catching running backs they're great at stopping the quarterback's who get mobile and who get on the move. So I don't like this matchup for Cam Newton. I don't like this matchup for Christian McCaffrey or Devin Funches. You probably have to play Olsen because it's tight end position. It's just so terrible. But I don't really like anybody on this Carolina Panthers offense this week. <laughs> Colts at Oakland which I told you you can hear on 1660. The score starting at 230. Jordy Nelson might be a guy to keep in mind moving forward. No Mari Cooper now in Oakland. But I don't love anyone on this Oakland roster right now. It's John Gruden says that Doug Martin is a workhorse caliber running back. And, you know, I, I mean, Doug Martin, when he actually stayed healthy in Tampa Bay, wasn't a bad running back. But I don't know that Doug Martin has anything left in the tank right now. Like he, he was a non-factor with Marshawn Lynch on the field so i don't know that i believe john gruden but john gruden is that ki- that type of old school guy right now that he wants to run his running backs into the ground so maybe i mean maybe doug martin does shock us and we come out and doug martin gets like 20 plus carries i'm not banking on it Jalen richard as you heard from brian like he's a guy that's probably going to have more value as he's been a pretty consistent receiving running back out of the backfield for Oakland this season. So I think that if I had to pick one of those guys up moving forward, it would probably be Richard because I would expect this team to be playing from behind a lot because their defense is absolute trash and they are going up against the Colts team. Andrew Luck's been fantastic this season. Shouldn't keep going and it should keep going this week against the Raiders. They're getting healthy. TY's back. Jack Doyle's actually probably going to play in this game. I love Hilton. Might need to see it from Doyle since Eric Ebron's been a top 5 tight end since Jack Doyle's been out since week one. But I think they both still have value. I mean, the Colts have always run two tight end sets about as much as any team in the NFL. And Andrew Luck absolutely loves Jack Doyle. So I think getting him back is going to be huge for Luck as he just continues to play better and better. And oh, by the way, my boy Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is a beast. I love Marlon Mack. He's basically their workhorse back since he's, since he's come back from injury. They're taking it very easy on him in practice because he has dealt with a lot of injury problems throughout his career. But he's, he's flat out, I, I told you guys for a while now, it just, we just hadn't seen it, but in back-to-back games, he's been a monster for the Indianapolis Colts. I think he is the most talented running back that Andrew Luck has had on his team since he has been in the NFL. I love Marlon Mack today. I think he continues To put together another strong showing against the Oakland Raiders. (laughs) Packers at the Rams. It's a very big matchup. I could have traded for Geronimo Allison this week. I didn't get it done. I think I'm going to regret it because when he's played this year, he's been very good. Devontae Adams, obviously their number one wide receiver when Rodgers is in your lineup. But if, if Cobb plays... I think I like Cobb, too. Like, this is going to be a good game. I know our guy Brian Johnson just said he hates Randall Cobb. <laughs> but I, I actually think, you know, Randall Cobb, he he had the monster game week one, didn't really do anything week two, and then he's just been hurt ever since then. So Jimmy Graham has become a top-ten tight end in Cobb and Allison's absence. But the Rams have actually been pretty good against the tight end position. So... I don't love Jimmy Graham today. I'm hoping that I'm actually starting Randall Cobb in a couple of lineups due to injuries, uh, specifically Allen Robinson, who's not expected to play today for the Bears. So I'm hoping that Cobb and Allison get back into the mix. Obviously, Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver, but I like both of them against the Rams team today because they are going to have to throw the football to keep up with the Rams. And I'm staying the hell away from the Packers' backfield. I, I mean, there's just it's just a full committee approach. Even though we know Aaron Jones is the most talented running back back there, but we just can't start him with any faith whatsoever. And obviously, you're starting all of your Rams. I'm also playing Jared Goff this week. I know he's been quiet lately, but the Rams actually, you know, Todd Todd Gurley's been eating up the rushing touchdowns lately. But over the first few weeks of the season, they were they had several more touchdown passes and they did rushing touchdowns. They've slowed it down the last couple of weeks as they've had big leads. They've had they've had game situations where they can just run Gurley throughout the entire second half. I don't think you're going to be able to do that today. I think they're going to have to keep throwing the football. So I think Jared Goff is a very nice play this week. Cooper Cup is not going to play, however, but Gurley Woods and Cooks should go in your lineup without saying. <laughs> the Niners at Cardinals, a, a gross matchup. For anyone, I, I, I can't imagine someone who is actually happy to watch this football game. Matt Breida is practicing to infuriate fantasy owners, but even if he's active, he probably won't get much work because they need him to get healthy. Uh, so, if you're if you're texting in right now, text side 69306, You could send me in your lineup questions, but if you ask me to play Matt Breida, I'm going to tell you no because they did this last week where they said, okay, he's healthy, he's going to see some action, and then he had like five snaps. So, I don't think Matt Breida is actually going to get. A full workload this week, but Raheem Mostert, who was probably a a top ad in a lot of your leagues this week, and he probably should have been because the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL against running backs. Arizona has been good against tight ends, so George Kittle's actually in for a tough matchup today, but he's just been too good on the year for you to even consider benching him. And Marquise Goodwin will probably see a lot of Patrick Peterson. So I don't love any of the Niners wide receivers this week, but I do think Raheem Mostert should be in your lineup as he should get a bulk of the running back because uh, of the running game because Alfred Morris has just been absolutely brutal. New offensive coordinator in this one is Byron Leftwich takes over the play calling. Niners aren't a great unit and Byron Leftwich claims that he mirrors Bruce Arians, that they used to fall asleep together watching film and whatnot. So if that's true then that means big things could be on the horizon for David Johnson. I I mean, I hope so because we know that he is a top-tier running back when he is utilized properly, although he is on one of the worst teams in the NFL. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. But you have to think that they are trying to scheme him open. They're trying to get him into space and trying to use him the way that they should have been using him all year. So I think that the change in offensive coordinator does nothing but hopefully help David Johnson's value moving forward. So I am absolutely playing him today. Uh, as far as Cardinals pass catchers go, I don't want any part of them. I, I I like Josh Rosen still. I think that he has been better than he's getting enough credit for. But they're just not a very good team. They're just, they're just not a very good football team. So I don't think you can play anybody else on that side of the ball with any confidence whatsoever. I mean, Ricky Seals Jones, I guess if you're absolutely desperate at tight end. But other than that, I don't want any part of this matchup. We gotta hit a quick timeout, though. Uh, coming up next, we take a look back at Thursday at the Thursday night matchup and get you our sleeper streamers and bus. Fanball's fantasy football Sunday, six ten sports radio. To call this Thursday night this morning. We take a look back at the Thursday night matchup and try to see if there's anything significant that we learned. Obviously, Texans suffering a, a major injury, and I am just absolutely devastated by it. If you uh if you heard us Friday on Show and Vern, you can hear hear those guys ten to two. I love wide receivers. I love the wide receiver position so much. And I fall in love with these guys and then just get absolutely devastated when something happens to them. Will Fuller is an absolutely spectacular player who has never been able to stay healthy towards ACL Thursday night. I am heartbroken about it. But we have to move forward with the fantasy football season. Obviously, Kiki is going to move up depth charts. He's not a deep threat, though. He should get an uptick in targets, but he's never going to be the deep threat that Will Fuller is. So he's going to have value just because of potential target share but not because he can stretch the defense the way a Will Fuller could. And I was honest about my belief in Deshaun Watson taking a mild step back this season. Obviously went off Thursday, but he's going to continue to have up and down games because that offensive line is absolutely terrible. And you can't just keep suffering these injuries like they are. But as long as he's got DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver in the NFL, he's going to continue to have good matchups based on who he is playing that week. Lamar Miller has has had back-to-back nice outings, but uh we don't have any real faith in Lamar Miller. We've gone down that road before. I'm playing Lamar Miller in a couple of leagues this week and it is annoying when he goes off because I don't believe Lamar Miller is actually that good of a player. His offensive line is absolutely terrible. But let's do our weekly sleeper. <laughs> I really like Doug Baldwin this week. The uh, matchup is in his favor. His elite Lions cornerback Darius Slay doesn't really play the slot, so I, he's not going. He's not going to shadow Baldwin, who is a full time slot wide receiver. So, despite the matchup looking like looking like it could be tough on paper, the Lions' pass defense has actually been pretty good. Baldwin draws the nice matchup out of the slot. It's becoming Russ's favorite target yet again, and the Lions have given up three TDs in the last two games to slot wide receivers, so I actually like Doug Baldwin to get it going again this week quite a bit. Let's get our streamer. I like Jalen Rashard. Now, I might be jumping the gun on this a little bit. Maybe we need to see it first because John Gruden swears up and down that Doug Martin is a bell cow running back when we know for a fact that's just absolutely not true. But this week and moving forward this season, I'm with our guy Brian Johnson that no one actually believes in Doug Martin. And I think that Jalen Rashard is just the more talented player. He's their pass catching running back. He's actually been pretty effective doing that this season, despite not getting a ton of snaps because Marshawn Lynch was their workhorse running back, but he's on IR. He's probably done for the year, although there's some people hoping that he can come back late in the season. But at this point in his career, I don't understand why Marshawn Lynch would do that. If they try to make him come back in like week 16, if I was Marshawn, I would just be like, no, that, that that's a waste of my time. And our bust. <laughs> Demarius Thomas. I know we think that on paper he's got a very good matchup against the Chiefs, but Thomas just hasn't been very good against the Chiefs recently over his last six games. In fact, he has been pretty bad against the Chiefs, and he's only got one 100-yard game on the season. Despite this seeming like it's a good matchup, the Chiefs have been pretty good against wide receivers recently. They're just getting killed by running backs and tight ends. So, so I think this is a heavy, heavy dose of Philip Lindsay in this game rushing the football as well as catching passes out of the backfield. Obviously, we expect that Denver's going to have to be playing from behind as that home stadium arrowhead crowd is going to be pretty rowdy today, and we expect the Chiefs to be able to put up a lot of points in this one, especially Kareem Hunt because the Broncos have been absolutely terrible against running backs. So I really don't like Demarius Thomas very much today. We've only got a few more minutes left, though, and we've got a few more matchups that we need to get back to. Ah, there we go. Okay, That was awkward. That was my fault. (laughs) I'm so confused. Damn it. That was my fault. I should be more technically sound at this by now. The, The Saints at the Vikings. This is a fantastic game. I can't wait to watch this game, if I'm being completely honest. It's our Sunday night matchup. Should be a very fun one. Uh, saints run defense has been absolutely spectacular this season so latavius murray has a very ugly matchup we don't really know when dalvin cook's coming back but latavius murray most weeks is going to be a solid fill in he's one of the better backup running backs in the nfl this is just an absolutely brutal matchup i expect this to be a shootout through the air because i don't think either team will be able to get much going on the ground so I don't love Latavius Murray this week, but you're probably gonna have to play him just because of his goal line upside. And obviously, you're getting your Vikings pass catchers in the game. Like Adam Thielen is a is a must-start every week, so that goes without saying. Stefan Diggs has been pretty quiet recently, and Stefan Diggs actually doesn't get much traction this week either. Like like Marshawn Lattimore since week one, like he had a brutal, brutal game in week one, but since then, Marshawn Lattimore has actually looked like the elite player that we believed he would be coming into the season. The Saints defense has gotten much better since the first couple weeks of the season and Diggs is probably going to be trailed by Lattimore throughout the day and then Eli Apple supposedly starting this game for the Saints I don't know if that means he's going to get a full workload but they traded for him and Eli Apple is actually having a very nice season so that Saints secondary you know, maybe not this week but within the next couple of weeks that, that Saints secondary could look very different than it does right now, and then, and then what it did early on in the season. I'm still probably playing digs in season-long leagues. I don't love him in daily plays, but I just think season-long, he's just got too much value and potential to not be in your lineup right now. As far as Kyle Rudolph goes, it's a very tough matchup against the Saints defense. I told you they'd been very good. I also just hate Kyle Rudolph in general. Like, Why do we still act like Kyle Rudolph is a good tight end? Like, I've been telling people for years that Kyle Rudolph was a terrible player, but we're still out here trying to act like he should be in your lineup every week. Don't play Kyle Rudolph. As far as the Saints go, obviously Michael Thomas is in your lineup. Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram should be in your lineup, despite the fact it is a very tough matchup. Anthony Barr's not expected to play, though. That should be pretty big for Alvin Kamara, as Barr trails a lot of running backs coming out of the backfield. Xavier Rhodes is a game-time decision. It sounds like he is going to play, but he's certainly not healthy right now. That should bode well for Michael Thomas, we would expect. I mean, this Vikings defense, is just banged up right now. But they do get Everson Griffin and Linville Joseph back, and their run defense has actually been very good this year. So take that for what it's worth. It should be one of the games of the week, but I don't really have any faith in any of these guys tonight. Oh, my computer's off now. Patriots at the Bills. We know we can't start any Bills players besides LaShawn. Oh, oh no, LaShawn McCoy is expected to play. That's right. I, th- I thought he was going to sit, but no, it sounds like he is expected to play. So Chris Ivory, who had value, doesn't have value now. And the only person you should play for the Buffalo Bills is probably LaShawn McCoy because we don't think that they have any other wide receivers that you should play. I don't know why you're looking at me like that right now. Sonny Michelle supposedly practice on Saturday, but I don't want anything to do with him. He's not healthy. I think the Patriots get up big early in this one. Absolutely love Josh Gordon in this one. He's a wide receiver one for me moving forward the rest of the season. Absolutely love James White as well. Gronk should be back. The Bills have actually been really good on defense over the past few weeks, and they've been fantastic against tight ends, so I don't know how much faith I have in Rob Gronkowski in this one, especially coming back off of an injury, and Julian Adelman's obviously going to be in your lineup. So... There it is. Thank you guys for listening. You can hear us every Sunday morning on 610 Sports Radio. It's Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. Coming up next, Arrowhead Pride Tailgate.